on today's Run to the Top podcast. When we're talking about being realistic, start small and build because these building blocks are the things that are going to build confidence and motivation for you to continue to do it and for you to continue to find time in your schedule. Welcome to the Run to the Top podcast from Runners Connect, where it's all about learning from the best and most inspiring minds in the sport. Together, we can train a smarter, healthier, and faster running community. Now here's your host, Stephanie K. Atwood. Welcome. This is Stephanie K. Atwood, Boston Marathon qualifier coach and host for the Run to the Top podcast. Psychologist Dr. Michelle Clear and I have been friends for years. She is here today to discuss New Year's resolutions, how to make them, how to keep them, how to be realistic and still reach high. Dr. Michelle joined us at Run to the Top in 2018 to talk about motivation and staying on top of your running game. She works with high-achieving athletes, musicians, and other top professionals to stay on top of their game. Whether it's running or a myriad of high-performance expectations, Michelle will help us clarify our goals, consider priorities, and set up successful outcomes by striving high but being realistic. Dr. Michelle and I will talk about how she helps elites do their New Year's plans and how you can too. Some of the tools will be the same and others may be a bit different as you balance family, work, timeline, and other priorities. So, Michelle Clear, Dr. Michelle, thank you for being here today. Hey, Stephanie, thanks for having me. It's always great to chit chat with you about all things running and everything else. So thanks for having me. (laughs) Yeah, thank you so much for being here. So actually, the next question is to tell us a little bit about your professional background before we go into more details about setting New Year's goals. Yeah, absolutely. I have a master's degree in sports psychology and a PhD in clinical psychology. And as you already stated, I get to work with a lot of different people, helping them to just achieve the goals that they want to achieve. Usually what we find is that physically we can do it, but then there's this sort of thing that gets in the way. And that thing is 99% of the time, these mental, mental barriers, coping mechanisms that we didn't quite get to develop optimally at some point in our life. So I, I have I have a great job and I love it. And I have a rare opportunity to work with people in a slightly different way than people might ordinarily think about. And it's awesome. And, and uh, this whole thing of mental, mental um, power or overcoming kind of mental barriers is something that in terms of setting new year's goals, that would be part of being realistic about what kind of goals you are setting so that even though you may have some doubts about finding or getting to the point where you succeed with them, at least you're setting something realistic in the first place. And so there's that potential. Then you just got to believe, right? Yeah. Goal setting is always kind of a weird thing. And I find that people don't really like setting goals. Um, and I think uh, part of the reason for that is because they don't set realistic goals, mm-hmm. right? We set these big lofty goals and we don't reach them. And this is the problem with new, new year's resolutions, right? Like every year I'm going to lose weight. 
next year I'm going to lose weight. The year after that, I'm going to lose weight. Right. And you know, if you go for three or four, 10 years with that same new year's resolution yeah. in that way. Yeah. yeah. Right. You're setting yourself up for failure basically. Michelle, let's ask a couple of basic questions here because I do this at the beginning of my podcast. When did yeah. you start running? I know you you run on a pretty regular basis and you're also a triathlete coach. Uh, where were you born? What town or city do you currently live in? And what is your favorite running distance, either in a race or type of training? I started running when I was... 14 or 15 and I'm okay. 55. I'm not really good at math right now, but uh-huh. yeah. So long time quite, ago. quite a long time ago. Uh, and running is, uh, fortunately one of those things that has stuck with me. I did go through a period of time where I didn't run because mm-hmm. high school running was a little bit grueling for me. I was on, um, I was one of the top seven runners of a, a state national team. So wow. yeah, there was a lot of running a lot of and a lot of a lot of pressure, a lot yeah. of hard running. Yeah. Um, but I, I do still run. Um, and I love running. I love getting out, being outside. All you have to do is put on your shoes. doesn't really matter how fast you go, how far you go. It's just great. put on your shoes. Yeah, indeed. Um, now yeah. where were you born? I was born in Waterloo, New York. Okay. And where do you live now? Oakland, California. You've moved. <laughs> from from one coast to the other. Yes, I have moved. Yes. <laughs> Quite a difference in those two places. Now, Absolutely. Um, your favorite either running distance or type of race? Uh, let's see. I have to say, I have to say half marathon is probably my favorite mm-hmm. um, race, my favorite race distance. Usually right now, my running distances are around six or seven miles. Okay. I know yeah. they include stairs too. Oh, I love stairs. Yeah. Hills, hills yeah. and stairs. Hills and stairs. Yeah, indeed. Um, okay. Well, we are going to get into this New Year's resolution stuff and it is your, this episode is theoretically coming out on the 1st of January, 2020. Wow. So it's the new year. We're all full of hope and high expectations. How can we break this down into more specific pieces to create a realistic expectations? Well, the first thing is don't set, don't set the same New Year's resolutions as you had last year. Or okay. I, I should say, don't set them in the same way, right? Okay. Which is why we're here and what we're here to talk about, for right, sure. Right, right. The first thing is, for example, if I go back to the losing weight, mm-hmm. New Year's resolution, mm-hmm. you can't just say I want to lose weight or I want to lose 50 pounds or even gotcha. 15 pounds mm-hmm. because basically that's what we call your outcome goal. Okay. And if every single day I get up and I go, oh, I haven't lost the 15 pounds yet. Uh-huh. And then the next day I get up and I'm like, oh haven't lost the 15 pounds yet. So again, what happens is in this process of just thinking about like this, what we call outcome goal, yeah. you have no roadmap, you have no plan to totally. get there. Yeah. And so again, every day you're getting up and you're like, you just feel worse and worse and worse about yourself because you haven't met the goal. Yeah. So the important thing is to have a roadmap and have what we call process goals. Okay. So what are the small little incremental goals that you can set that's going to help you get there? Yeah. I often say 
in the alphabet, you don't just go from A to Z, right? If you're singing right. the alphabet song, you're A, B, C, D. I'm not going to sing any more than Ooh, that. Good, but... good tune there, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I use that simplistic example because you got to have a process. You got to have the steps. Mm -hmm. And the steps need to be realistic. Okay. Can you give us an example? I mean, actually go through, because I'm sure you've heard from people that you work with, got to lose weight and, uh, right. you know, go through that process. Yeah. So people come in and say they, they, they want to lose weight. And so this conversation comes up frequently about, okay, how, how are you going to lose weight? Right. Right. What are you going to do? What are the pieces? So mm -hmm. one of the first things I usually do is I say, okay, what are all the buckets? I just call them buckets in terms of losing weight, eating or nutrition, exercise. Those are really the top two mm -hmm. when it comes mm -hmm. to losing weight. Totally. So then from there, what we do is we talk about what kind of goals do you need? Do you need daily goals? Do you need weekly goals? Do you need monthly goals? Like, what does this look like? Because mm -hmm. this really varies from person to person. Now me, I'm a daily, I'm a daily goal person. Okay. So I look at the big goal and I, then I backtrack and I say, okay, what do I need to do? And how much time do I need to get that done? Some people don't work that way. Regardless, you have to figure out what the, what the small pieces are. So, you know, nutrition, food, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. What do you want to do around food this year? That's going to help progress you towards your goal. Okay. Well, you know, I want to drink more water. I want to, I want to eat more fruit. I want to eat more protein. I want to cut back on desserts. Okay, great. So what do you want to do around fitness or exercise? Mm -hmm. I want to do some. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's usually the big one. I want to do something. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then we break them down even further. Right. Good. So yeah. for example, if we're talking about water, eating more fruit, less desserts, uh -huh. what does that look like in your daily world? And then, you know, we talk about, you know, how to then set that up. You know, is this something that you, you know, that you write down and you put on the refrigerator? Is this something that you, you know, set a reminder on your iPhone for, um, you know, Jesus, my wife has, this new water bottle that tells you when to drink water, for goodness sakes. I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes, amazing. it's crazy. Yeah. So we, we, can, we just continue to like break it down, break it down, break it down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then what we do is, you know, for example, if someone needs daily goals, we, you know, sort of, you know, figure out how to make sense of those again. Some of us, and you know, I'm gonna, I guess I'll just use me as an example. If I'm putting daily goals in my calendar, yeah, then you know, I can work towards meeting them on a daily basis. Now, going back to the realistic piece, yeah. right? Right. You also wanna always ask yourself, is this realistic? Right. Is this realistic for me today? Is this yeah. realistic for me in this time frame? Right. That this should is be realistic in, in the way that I live or the way that right. I have to live with other people. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. But that should always be one of your top questions. Even if you're talking about, you know, process goals, outcome goals, whatever it is that you're talking about, mm -hmm. 
is this realistic for me? And, and, and for me, like I'm thinking, I, I'm, I guess I'm kind of a visual person. I, I would like to have the refrigerator with the map on it that would, that I would check off when I was accomplishing these things. Yeah, totally work really well for me. But, um, and, and you can elaborate on this. If you don't accomplish one of those daily goals or one of those weekly goals that you've set, then how do you, you know, how do you justify that? Or how do you still feel that there's, that you have control and that you can still succeed in the longer range goal? Well, and here's the part that comes in. That's interesting because this is the piece about, oh my gosh, I'm human. Yeah. What? I didn't get that done today. Yeah. I didn't do that today. Oh my gosh. Beat myself up. No, don't do that. Because that is not going to help. That's not going to help today, tomorrow, the next day. Mm -hmm. That is not going to help you continue to move forward in your process. Mm -hmm. You have to realize and understand that as a human being, as we all are, that there's going to be days where even though you have something that's realistic in your schedule, on your calendar, on your refrigerator, you may not get to it. It may not happen. Right. But, you know, the great thing is that most of the time we have tomorrow, Uh right? Uh So, you know, the other really important thing about goal setting is this um, flexibility piece. And this kind of, you know, non-judgmental piece. There's a lot of work that happens around goal setting for people. I mean, you wouldn't think so, but tons of work, right? Because non-judgment. It's, it's, I was going to say, it's this mental stuff that, you know, you, you want to feel like you're succeeding. And yet if you, if you ate that extra half muffin today um, and you feel like you're failing, how do you, how do you deal with those those feelings because you've, you failed. I mean, you can feel like you failed. How do you do deal with that? Well, there's a, there's a variety of ways to deal with that. And, you know, part, part of that again is the acceptance piece. Like, you know, I'm a human being. And so I ate that extra, whatever it was today, half a muffin. Um, You know, how do I then want to proceed through the rest of my day and the rest of my week? Yeah. Right. So yeah. what happens for a lot of people is, you know, and this happens frequently with when people first start running, right? Right. They start and then they, they skip a few days and then they're like, oh, okay, I guess I'm not going to get, get running in this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, no, 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 no. I mean, you know, we are this all or nothing society, unfortunately, yeah. but that's not what has to happen. Right. I mean, what can happen, right. And if, right. you know, Actually, in a perfect world, what can happen is, oh, I didn't get my run in this morning. Let me try again tomorrow. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. That sounds simpler than than it is to actually accept it. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but you know, it's uh, it really is about also about like being aware of like where you're at and what's going on and. You know, sometimes there's a ton of reasons why, you know, we eat that other half a muffin or we don't get our run in. And sometimes those are the things to look at, right? I mean, Good for example, eating that half a muffin. Well, I just had a stressful day of work. So I felt like eating, eating that half a muffin, which I knew I shouldn't be eating. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's talk about how to deal with the stress, right? Oh, good point. 
Yeah. yeah. Or I didn't, I didn't get my run in today. Uh-huh. Well, you know, what was going on? Right. 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 It's, you know, if it's in your schedule, chances are probably good that you didn't forget, mm-hmm. but you know, what was happening there for you? Now, when is it time to change your, change your goal or reconsider how, how you've set up these new year's resolutions? How, you know, how does that fit into the, uh, the overall schedule? Well, I always say that, uh, you know, everything should always be, always be flexible. And uh-huh. again, we don't live in that kind of a society. It's people, true. people don't like to be flexible because as you so astutely said, they want to meet their goal. They want to do their thing. And if yeah. they haven't, they've failed. Yeah. But again, this is a part, this part of this is like self-compassion, self-love, non-judgment. It's just like, okay, I didn't, I didn't do that today. So let me think about tomorrow and how I can do this differently. And so that's another big piece of this process is Mm -hmm. this self-reflection and Mm self-evaluation, right? So with a lot of my clients, what I recommend is, okay, at the end of the day, sit down and take, you know, 30 seconds to a minute. I mean, it doesn't even need to be a ton of time, but just think think about what went well today, what was challenging and what do I need to change or work on tomorrow? Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we don't often take the time to think about what is going on. So then we don't think about what we can and want to do different. Yeah, we just get bogged down in feeling like we failed. And then that's the end of the story. Right. Yeah. Now, this leads me to a question that is definitely related. How do we prioritize our running goals with the rest of our life? (laughs) Well, let me tell you. So before I became a sports psychologist or a performance psychologist, I actually worked as an associate executive director uh, for a YMCA. And, um, you know, I have this conversation many times with my staff. And what I would say to them is your workout is like a doctor's appointment. Uh Put it in your schedule and it doesn't go away because it's a doctor's appointment. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I understand it's not that simple, right? No, for people. Right. Right. But if you're going to start running, mm-hmm. if you're going to start an exercise program. Mm-hmm. When I was talking about realistic, this is another great place to think about being realistic because so many clients that I've worked with have tried as a new year's resolution to start running, start fitness. And then they come in the next week and they're like, Oh, that didn't really go well. And I'm like, well, what happened? They're like, well, I didn't get an hour in. Well, (laughs) what do you mean you didn't get an hour in? Well, I, my goal was to go out and run for an hour and I, it didn't happen. (laughs) So, you know, this is another place where we have to have small incremental steps, right? right? So I talk to clients about go out for five minutes, go out for 10 minutes. Then we start talking about run, walk. We talk about how this doesn't start with an hour run. Yeah. (laughs) This really does start with, you know, maybe even starting off by walking around the block or two blocks or whatever. Right. So again, when we're talking about being realistic, yeah, for many reasons, right? And you were talking about trying to fit this into your schedule. Start 
small and build because these building blocks are the things that are going to build confidence and motivation for you to continue to do it and for you to continue to find time in your schedule. Yeah. Yeah, the the time thing is huge. I Yeah. I know one of the one of the tools that I use and it it works really well is I tell myself I'm going to be outdoors for an hour. I'm going to give myself that one hour of actually a break from the rest of the world to, you know, run or walk or just be outdoors. And mm-hmm. that is so much better for me than saying I'm going to run for an hour. Sometimes it's just way too hard yeah. to run for an hour, but being out there, I've committed that time um, I always feel good when I come back, whether I ran the whole thing, whether I walked and ran or whether I just, you know, actually just kind of sat around and, and enjoyed that commitment <laughs> to an hour of time. Yeah, no, that's a that's a really good perspective and a really great way of looking at it. And of course, you know, you can do 10 minutes in the morning, you can do 10 minutes in the evening, yeah. right? There's ways to break it up like that as well. Right. Um, you know, I usually try to get clients to run or, you know, do whatever it is that they want to do mm-hmm. um, in the morning before mm-hmm. they start their day. Because mm-hmm. as we know, as the day goes on, Things work happen. gets in the way, family, family time, you know, happens, dinner right. happens, right. you know, there's not this opportunity to be as flexible and get it in as the day sort of goes on. That's a really good point. So, I mean, even if you're not a morning person, then to add a little extra time in the morning and get it done, then you're going to feel much better about the rest of your day knowing that you got it in. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. And I mean, you know, I did a lot of work in exercise psychology for a number of years. Mm-hmm. I worked with the National Academy of Sports Medicine mm-hmm. and, you know, I mean, there's, there's also so many benefits of doing uh, exercise in the morning, right? Yeah. Like, Right. You're able to deal with stress better. You're, you have more energy. You're able to think more clearly. Yeah. I mean, there's so many amazing benefits to it. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I guess it's just hard if you're a night person, you got to go to bed earlier you know? <laughs> <laughs> <That's right. laughs> to get up earlier. Now, um, a question, because you deal with a lot of professional athletes, elite athletes who clearly they have both different goals, but they also have a fairly large support group a lot of times, depending on, you know, what level of elite athlete they are. Um, How different is it for regular runners to set these goals and to make them happen? What are some differences that you can tell us between the ones who are professional and those of us who have all the other things in our lives that need to be balanced with our running? Well, I think it really goes back to everything we've been talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Realistic goals, being mm-hmm. flexible, being mm-hmm. nice to yourself, being non-judgmental, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, writing the roadmap. I think it goes back to everything we've said. I think I think the whole conversation really has been geared not towards elite athletes because, yeah, I mean, honestly, elite athletes are already motivated, right? They're elite right. athletes. So right. they do what they do uh-huh. and they don't, they don't maybe need quite all of this support, which isn't a good thing or a bad thing. That's, there's no judgment there with that. Right. But I think everything we've been talking about really are the important steps is the important process for kind of just your average everyday, even me person. Yeah. 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 And, and, um, including in the that new year's resolution that there are other 
priorities in your life. Uh, all of us regular people who love to run, but also have family, jobs, all of this. And, and maybe, you know, kind of break that down in terms of which is really most important. Is it spending enough time with your family? Is it adding more time to your training? Um, you know, those things need to be considered as well, right? Yeah, well, I, you know, that's obviously one of the challenges, right? Because all of those things are important to Correct. all of us. Correct. And it really does come down to what's your priority, right? And I mean, we only have so much time in a day. Right. There used to be this concept when I taught leisure studies called time deepening, where, right, we tried to do four or five things in, you know, in the multitasking world. Uh -huh. um, but as we, as we found, that doesn't really work. Um, you know, for example, you know, you can't, you can't really go for a run and spend time with your kids. Right. Um, right, most of the time. I mean, yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. So yeah, I mean, that's a good question. It really is just about for some people, it may just be not running every day as well right. as part of sort of the real, sort of the realistic package. Right. 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 Maybe, maybe it's getting in the habit of running two days a week, three days a week. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So I think I think that is also part of the conversation when it comes to being realistic is figuring it's, out, okay, I have all of these pieces. How yeah. do I put all of these pieces together? And I also recommend if that's if that's what you need to do, which is perfectly great and perfectly awesome, that you try to keep it the same days because then you know, okay, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday I'm gonna run in the morning. Right. right. So then you know right. and you build yeah. that habit. Right. Yep. Yeah. Now you work with elite athletes. You also work with uh, more regular people uh, like me. And um, <laughs> you wrote a series of books called Beating the Demons. Now, how does this fit in with creating and fulfilling goals for us regular, us regular runners? Uh, beating the Demons. Well, it's all about how you prepare you know, how you deal with the thought process, how you deal with the, you know, sort of the doubt and the negativity mm -hmm. around, uh, you know, getting started with running or, you know, again, whatever else it is. Right. Uh, so yeah, beating, beating the demons is really figuring out how, you know, what is that thought process that's going on in my brain that, you know, again, for most, for most people, especially at the start of something is, not all that positive, and how do I switch this to make it a little bit more positive? Not only the thought, but the experience, right? The thought is what leads to the experience. So if the thinking can change slightly to be a little bit more neutral positive, you know, the goal setting can change to be a little bit more positive, and the goals aren't so lofty and they're a little bit more realistic, and you have a roadmap, then, you know, the process will be better and the outcome is much more likely to be reached. I'd like to talk about timelines here because I interviewed someone for our Christmas episode and mm -hmm. she had been injured and then she moved into um, recuperating, you know, coming back to running from not mm -hmm. running for something like eight or 10 weeks. Mm -hmm. um, and her her first three or four months was following a plan that she had from her coach, but doing so poorly with the results, you know, getting really slow running times and not even coming close to where she had been, that she was, 
she was discouraged in on the one hand, and yet she stuck with the plan. And then within a month or two of this feeling really discouraged, but being willing to and dedicated to sticking with the plan, then she started seeing these amazing uh, improvements. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I think that's the thing is that that's another sort of problem with our genetic makeup is that we want we, instant results. We do want instant gratification and we uh-huh. don't see it with like uh-huh. weight loss. And if we don't see it with our fitness goals and sometimes honestly with my clients, if they don't see improvement right. in their like winning record after building these new mental skills, people yeah. do get frustrated. Yeah. yeah. But the time is it being realistic about how long this thing is going to take. If you're going to cut 15 minutes off of your marathon time, that's way different than cutting 30 seconds off of it. And also it depends on where you are in your overall training, right? I mean, if you're totally new, maybe right. a 15 minute change could happen after several months. Um, and a 30 second, if you're right at the top of your game can be huge, yeah. even in a marathon. So yeah. how do you figure out how that's going to fit into your overall, your annual plan? Well, that's an interesting question. And I think really that kind of varies from Mm -hmm. person to person. Right. Um, So it's a little bit hard to say. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, I think dependent on the person to the the goal, the goal setup can vary a little bit. So like when we're talking about long-term goals, you know, many times I think a year is way too long for long-term goals. Okay. I think six months is too long for Mm -hmm. long-term goals Mm -hmm. for most people. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I always, you know, try to sort of suss out with people, you know, what's going to work for long-term goals. So, you know, what is a long-term goal? What, what is the long-term goal? Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So keep going with that. I like that that thinking. So let's say we're, you know, you're working with people and you have three month goals, for example. Would that be a kind of time frame that you like to work in? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because again, um, and again, if you know, if someone says they want to lose, you know, 15 pounds in three months, uh-huh. I say, okay, well, why don't we, you know, why don't we cut this back to I don't know, uh, you know, eight pounds in three months and then see what happens and then kind of go from there. So, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, it's not that you can't have the long goal out there, but again, wow, so many things can change in a year, in six months, even in three months, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's talk about a specific because I know qualifying for the Boston Marathon is huge with with runners who listen to our program. Mm -hmm. And three months most of the time is not going to be enough for most people to go, you know, be able to qualify for the Boston Marathon sure. unless they're pretty far up there already. So do you set another um, long, long range? So you're talking three months here. Do you set another three month goal with at uh, the next year or when you go into a next new age, age group? Um, that's a long, long term goal, but you set something short to move in that direction. Would that, is that kind of what you're saying? Well, no, I'm saying, so, you know, if you want to qualify the, for the Boston marathon, mm-hmm. right. Obviously the first question is, is that realistic for you? Right. 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 Um, and then the second is, okay, if it is, 
right? Where do you need to be? So suppose, you know, in April, right, we go, okay, next April, where do you need to be? Yeah. Um, And then, you know, it's like, oh, I need to, you know, realistically, and I can do this, I need to cut, uh, you know, 15 minutes off my time. Right. 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 Okay. Well, so that, that's the goal for the year. Yeah. Right. But then, you know, what we do is, uh, you know, where do you want to be in six months? Where do you want to be in three months? And then how do we, you know, and then it's about really being focused on the three month plan for now. Uh Right. Because part of this is, again, if you're pulled into always being pulled into, I have to drop 15 minutes off my time. I got to drop 15 minutes off my time. That, that not only sets you up for failure as we've already discussed, but that pulls you out of what you need to be doing right here, right now. Right. Right. 15 minutes in three months might, might be, I mean, that's like 30 seconds a mile. That's, you know, quite a bit of time for a running a marathon and changing the amount of changing your pace. Yeah. 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 So the 15 minutes is still a year long, mm-hmm. right? That right. goal. Right. But we, we, we're only focused on like three months right now. And we're setting up maybe a marathon goal in that three months so that we can head in the direction of right. being able to be yep. faster with our that's marathon right. time. Is that right? Absolutely. That's, that's yep. the kind of thing that you're saying. So you, yes, you've got a shorter goal. You're, you're not trying to cut 30, 15 minutes off of that time in that <laughs> no. three months, but right. you're trying to cut some amount of time off of your pace so right. that you're heading toward a direction of qualifying for Boston in a year. That's right. And the bigger piece, well, not the bigger piece, but the other big piece for mm-hmm. me is mm-hmm. obviously helping people to have the have better coping skills and mental skills so that they can continue to you know, get better at those as they're racing. Right. So, and yeah. and what would some of those be? In fact, I have a question here that I think kind of fits in with this. It says, yeah. how much negative self-talk is just being realistic versus how much is lack of confidence or not knowing how to, you know, how to accomplish goals? Oh, uh, well, okay. Negative self-talk is always one of those very interesting concepts for me because really negative self-talk you know, our, our genetic makeup, our system is kind of just designed to, um, to do it. Right. right? Just the negativity that, you know, something happens, we're going to be negative about it. Yeah. Um, we're about to do something. We're going to be negative about it. Like that's just our initial reaction and response to things. Uh And, you know, I say, I say to the clients frequently that thinking because it's just like an, uh, an automated part of your system. Okay. It's basically like, you know, words on the pages of a book, uh-huh. right? You're just uh-huh. like reading along and you know, that's kind of what's there. Right. That narrative that we have in our head is mm-hmm. not fact. And that's one of the questions that I ask clients all the time. Okay. Well, do you really suck at yeah. running? Yeah. You know, is that the truth? Is that the fact? And they'll yeah. be, they'll be like, no, that's not the truth. I'm like, okay, well then our goal is to help you to become a little bit more like, I like to call it neutral positive. Okay. And that takes a little bit of work because we're so used to reacting and responding to situations in this way, uh-huh. but it can be done. And the fact is when you can get yourself to this place of being 
slightly more positive, it really just changes everything. And I know you brought up confidence as well, which is another obviously huge topic of conversation. I've been doing a lot of work in confidence with clients around how they can have a more stable level of confidence Uh versus, well, my split was off by 30 seconds there. So my confidence dips or, you know, my split was, you know, 30 seconds over. So my confidence is high. Right. And, and basically like, you know, our confidence just goes up and down and up and down based on like these external factors most Mm -hmm. of the time, Mm -hmm. right? Like the time or how we perceive other people and what they think of us or how we're doing or, you know, all the, there's a myriad of things. Now, can you give us an example of neutral positive, uh, how, how we would, how we would change into transition into being more neutral positive? Yeah, sure. So I, I sort of just gave the example of, um, I suck as a runner. Uh-huh. Something that's more neutral positive is I, I have been working hard to be a better runner. Mm-hmm. So that's more neutral. Yeah. Now more positive would be, I've got this. I've been training for this. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so when you're out there running and you're 30 seconds slower than you wanted your split to be, then is that when you can bring this in and and say, I I got this? Yeah, absolutely. I've trained for this. I've got this. Yeah, absolutely. There's a ton of what, what I call mantras that people use to like get through these moments. Obviously, the first is being aware that this moment happens for you, right? right? And, but right. the second is, yes, having something to replace that negative thinking with. Uh-huh. Absolutely. And uh-huh. this is another great place where this self-reflection piece kind of at the end of the day sort of comes in, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Or that you, you know, when you're sitting down and you, you know, I don't know how many people keep a running log anymore, but, um, that you, you know, write down at the end of your running log mentally, here's what was going on. Right. Right. Yeah. And that, that seems to me like you could, if you have a tool like that, you can use it even if, you know, that other thought is creeping in, but you try to maybe kind of move it out of the way with this more neutral, positive thinking. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Yeah. It's really about, um, ex- kind of exchanging or replacing one for the other. Uh huh. Cause remember like the negative thoughts, not fact, it's not true. Right. It's just about training yourself to, you know, think actually the piece that, that probably is actually more true. And maybe, maybe having that before you get into this situation or having some yeah. things, you know, prepared ahead of time. So when you start feeling a little bit negative for whatever reason, then you can exchange this more neutral, positive thinking for that negative thinking. Yeah, for sure. It's all about preparation, which is why it's, it's important. It is important to probably even start with just kind of reflecting on what is happening, right? Sort of building that awareness. Right. And then you can start to think about like, okay, I'm really negative here. Um, what can I sort of replace that negative thought with? Or if there's moments and times where you struggle the most, and this is part of beating the demons, it, then, you know, preparing for those moments, you know, mm-hmm. for example, before a race, if you get nervous, anxious, negative, doubtful, right? Uh-huh. Um, preparing for those moments and figuring out, okay, what can I do 
besides that or other than that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, at the start line, you know, <laughs> prime time for, you know, the demons to creep in and go, totally. no, nope, you're not going to be doing this today. I'm yeah. sorry. You got a stomach ache, your legs hurt. You're feeling really heavy. <laughs> <laughs> you're out of the picture. I've, I've got this today. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah. Or, and, you know, when, when you don't hit your split, right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like figuring out what are those prime time areas that the demons pop in for me mm-hmm. and coming up with a, a redevelopment plan to deal yeah. with those moments. Yeah. 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 The mental part of it is Huge. We've had a lot of talks on this show about uh, the mental part of overcoming this kind of adversity that it doesn't need to be there. Most of the time it doesn't need to be there. And uh, these are really good tools that you're that you're offering today, starting with the reality of creating resolutions that really fit into each of our lives. And those are so unique that, of course, the resolutions also have to be unique. Yeah. And, you know, I just want to say. My suggestion is to not, whatever goals you're going to set for yourself is to mm-hmm. not call them New Year's resolutions either. I like that. Um, I like that. I used to, I used to have a good, um, I used to have a good name that I used to call them and now I'm drawing a blank on what that is, but yeah, don't call them New Year's resolutions. Mm-hmm. Call them something else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, that that makes sense actually it's it, because all, the the idea of a new year resolution almost kind of sets mm-hmm. you up for failure yeah you know? <laughs> right i'm going to be a, i'm going to be a brand new person in 2020 yeah, you failed in 2019 <laughs> so 2020 you're going to be you know yeah, you're totally. going to be somebody different <laughs> um do, is there any kind of a template or anything like that that people can start from for setting up these goals and and moving forward well, the, the one thing that I, I've been using a lot lately, um, mm-hmm. it's called, uh, mind mapping. I don't okay. know if you've heard of it, but yeah, it's I basically, have. yeah, you can, and you can look it up online, which is uh-huh. really great. There's lots uh-huh. of examples of like mind mapping, um, on Google, just put mind mapping in and you'll get all sorts of pretty pictures. And it's, right. it's really just about, you know, like it's not critical thinking, but you know, you put in the center of paper, in the center of your paper, you just put like running. And then from there, like, what are all the things that you need to think about? And then you do offshoots off that. And it's just a, it's kind of a cool process. It is. Um, and you get to use like, you know, crayons or colored, you know, whatever you get right. to, right. you know, right. it's, it, you know, it's not architect architectural drawing or anything like that, but um, it's kind of a cool process. What's been your experience with mind mapping, Stephanie? Well, by by starting with something really big like running i mean that's a huge topic yeah. and then moving out and kind of creating these wheels out of it you know these spokes out of it yeah. um and then being able to have spokes on the spokes and you know yeah. it, it's good because then it allows you to kind of look at well how important is this part or what mm-hmm. is you know what does this part have to do with with running, how does it yep. fit in? Boston yep. Marathon, um, one hour each day, exercise, you know, those things have different yep. places in how do they fit into running. So yep. I think the mind mapping idea is good. I haven't used it for running, actually, but I've used it for other things. And the breakdown is going to be the same no matter what your topic is. Totally. And again, yep. it's kind of fun versus yeah, like fun. just sitting down and writing a list of things or, you know, whatever, right? Which sometimes, you know, we can just be like, oh, 
uh, I don't like that. That's boring. Um, but this, you know, this kind of brightens it up a little bit. Yeah, no, I like that a lot. And uh, Michelle, we are we are kind of coming to the end of this interview time now. Are there any things that you would like to add to sort of summarize what we've talked about? Because we've really covered a lot. And I think what has been most beneficial to me is you're talking about getting it, breaking it down into smaller pieces and even not calling it resolutions. Um, yeah. I, I think those are really great points that I've taken from this. What, how would you like to summarize your, your talk today? I would just say, you know, the things that you mentioned are really great. I think Mm -hmm. those are, those are really, really important. And two things I find are really important in this process. The first is always, is this realistic for me Mm -hmm. right now? Mm -hmm. The second is when we're talking about doubt, fear, negative chatter, is this true? Is this factual? Uh, yeah. yeah. So I'll just leave you with those two questions. Okay. Yeah. Yes. That that's excellent because that'll fit into everybody, no matter what level of runner right. we are, no matter what, what, uh, what else is going on in our lives. These are two, two beneficial points to consider. Yeah. All right. Well, we're just about to move into the final kick. And uh, are you ready for the final kick, Michelle? Doctor oh, Michelle? Let me, take a, let me take a deep breath. Yes, I'm ready. <laughs> okay. A favorite local training run right in the San Francisco Bay Area. Well, I love leaving from Rockridge and going up around Claremont and then actually going up and around Lake Temescal. Yeah. It's, it's gotta be one of my favorite all-time runs. It's, it, you know, Tem- Lake Temescal is, uh, you know, going around the lake is not that long of a run, but there's so many little like offshoots that you can do to extend the, the run a little bit longer. Right. Um, but it's, it, you know, it's like a, a little forest within the city. So it's pretty amazing. Love it. Yeah. And, uh, and there's, uh, there's some hills in there, some kind of, yes. <laughs> and you can make, Make more hills or less hills, depending on. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that starts in Oakland. Rockridge is in Oakland, right? And Lake yes. Temescal is in Oakland. Um, yes. Okay. A recommended book, research, or video about running that has inspired you? Well, Besides your I own, have... you get a chance to talk to us about your own in, in a bit. Well, I actually have two books okay. that I, they're not specific to running, but uh-huh. I, I, I think that they're both really awesome when it comes to this mindset stuff. And one is grit by Angela Duckworth. And, um, the other one is mindset. Um, oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank on her name. I have it right here. Let me see. Okay. M- mindset by Carol Dweck, D-W-E-C-K. Mindset by Carol Dwick. Yep. Okay. Uh, okay. And another person that you think might be fun for people to listen to on this podcast. Well, I'm sure you've had Sandy, Sandy Beard on, right? She's yeah. always, yeah, Sandy's great. I haven't great. had her for a while and she's, she's great. So I'm going to put her down here. She is also a local Bay Area uh, chiropractor <laughs> and uh, really has an excellent website as well as does uh, some great, well, her thought process is really good. Um, so she's definitely yeah. worth talking to about all kinds of things running related. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, now, Michelle, please give us contact information where our listeners can be in touch with you, purchase your books and learn from your wisdom. 
<laughs> Everything is on my website, www.drmichelleclear.com. And I just want to sort of plug the fact that I offer a free 30-minute phone consultation. Cool. And this consultation is not a sales tool. I mean, I get that it is for some people. It's not really for me. Mm-hmm. If we do the free 30-minute phone consult and you want to work further with me, that's awesome. But even if you just want to touch base about some of the stuff that Stephanie and I have been talking about today or have questions about other things and have no obvious need or want to continue to move forward, it is okay. And my website has a contact form. You just fill that out, boop, 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 send it on its way. And I will contact you pretty quickly after I get it. Good. That's excellent. You, uh, I know you are good for your word too. We've been friends <laughs> for so long and, and uh, you have so much good information, but you are definitely not a high pressure <laughs> doctor. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's good or bad, but that's just the way it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Dr. Michelle Clear for leading us into the new decade with useful information for dreaming, setting goals and following through to a successful outcome. Thanks so much, Michelle. Thanks, Stephanie. It's been a pleasure as always. And happy holidays, everybody. Yeah, happy holidays, everybody. Thank you, our audience, for joining us for today's podcast at Run to the Top. Follow us at Runners Connect Winner's Circle on Facebook by going to runnersconnect.net slash FB. Be sure to subscribe to Run to the Top podcast at runnersconnect.net or on Apple Play, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, etc. And you'll be notified every Wednesday when the new episode is published. Thanks to our editor, Jeremy Nessel, to Jeff Godet of Runners Connect for sponsoring these weekly podcasts. And thank you, each of you, for listening. We'll be back next week with another great interview to entertain, educate, and inspire you as you head out on your running workout. This is Stephanie K. Atwood, your host with Rent to the Top. Have a great week and a wonderful running new year. All right. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Run to the Top podcast from runnersconnect.net. 